Welcome to SCGA, Off the Huzzle, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of SCGA, Off the Huzzle, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. I'm Alan Knight, joined by my man, Biff Lathrop, with all the news. What's up, Biff? Hello, everyone. Hope everybody's doing well. They are. They always are when they listen to this, right? Man. And we were talking prior to this, and you tell me what's going on, and it got me dizzy, man. I'm telling you, it's bonkers right now. We, we didn't even have time for a staff meeting in July, but oh, we, really? we squeezed one in just like earlier this week on Monday. First time we've had everybody in the office for a while, so uh, yeah. it's crazy, man. we got people everywhere, but you know, tis the season. That's what we do. That's, what, that's why we're out there making things happen. That's right. So since we've last spoken, what has happened? Well, since we last got together, we did it. We got our mid-end four-ball qualifiers done. You know, yep. I told you that's the first time we've done that. And, and ever. I actually talked to Mark Gaynor. He didn't get the exemption. He was lobbying for. No, he missed it. In fact, he, but he lobbied. I'll give him that. He gave, put know. a lot of effort into that thing. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, we, we ended up having we had two, we had two qualifiers. Uh, we had one at Three Pines on the nineteenth of July and one at Crowfield on the twenty-first. We took twenty-two teams from each qualifier. Um, at Three Pines, man, we had three teams shoot 61 up there. Wow. Yeah, it was bonkers. So, 68 got in. Okay. Uh, we had two. We had a scorecard playoff to get the last couple teams in. Uh, yeah. Because we got to take exact teams for that one, our gotcha. numbers. Yeah. And then we went to Crowfield and had 22 teams, and uh, it took a 69 or better to get in there. We had two teams shot 64 there. So, wow. Um, you know, again, just for us, you know, we've always had we've always gone on combined indexes through the years, and, and having to turn away so many teams last year, we figured this is the yeah. fairest way to do it, give them a chance to play their way in. There's a couple extra tournament days, a couple extra days for people to take off, but, you know, at least you, at least you can play you. your way in. Yeah. yeah, it's up to you whether you get in or That's not. right. That's yeah. right. You go, you go play for it and you get in there. So. Right. Crowfield, um, by the way, has a great grill. They do some good things at that grill. Right. Yeah. Bobby Donlin's there. You know, Bobby yeah. was at DI for a long time, and yeah. uh, he's good people. We, he we, is we, good. We like going down there and working with them. But so we've got our – we'll have 56 teams for the mid and four ball. We'll be at Bulls Bay that third week in August. Um, man. So we're, we're looking forward to it. That'll oh, be, that's coming up soon then. Yeah, man, it's right around the corner. It's a, Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of things right around the corner. Um, we went straight from there. During Actually, during that whole time frame, the junior squad was up at Thornblade running the Blade Championship. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we went to three days for that this year for the first time. Yeah. They cut uh, 21 boys and nine girls and ties in each one of them for the last day, so it had a pretty manageable feel the last day. But it was uh, pretty impressive. They always do a good job up there. The golf course was spectacular. Uh, the, the membership, Rob Reese, the tournament chairman, president there, he, they did a grand, grand job on, as oh. usual. Always do. Always oh, do. Yeah, it was good. And, and uh, just real quick, for the 13- and 18-year-old girls, man, I hope we get his name right, Paige Pellucci. Paige Pellucci. Pellucci. Yeah, she's a member out at the Columbia Country Club. There you go. Yeah, I know Paige. I did a video with her, a recruiting video. She played well. She got a three-shot win. She shot a total of 224 for the three days. You um, know, uh, she had a lead earlier this summer in a WSCGA event, Girls Junior Tournament, and uh, – I think that was a good learning step for sleeping with the lead overnight and yeah. going into it. So uh, I was proud of her pulling out. There's actually another Caroline Hawkins in that final pairing was another Columbia Country Club member. Oh, how about Columbia Country Club? I know. Showing. Yeah. They always show. They're one of the top top good golf Not like they used golfers. to, but it's no. good to see them back. Yep, they're coming back. Uh, now, and, and here's one for you. You know, little Zach Adams yeah. uh, just recently signed with South Carolina. Like, yeah, man. Um, he's had a good summer here so far. He went up there, Allen. He's oh, this, I saw. This dude shoots 67, 67. Had like a four-shot lead going to the final round and, and throws a 64 at him on the last round. Oh, did he? Total 198 
Guess what second place was? What? 210. Wow. Tip price and uh, our boy from down there in Buford. Jerry Bruns. Okay. I saw, they, I saw Tip that next that weekend at Greenville Country Club. I said, Tip, you played real good. Nice second place finish to finish 12 <laughs> shots out of the lead. But Yeah, that's good by Zach, man. I remember when Zach was maybe 9 or 10, he shot 59 in the U.S. Kids event, maybe something you know really short. Right. And I remember when we tweeted it, and Kyle Thompson said, I don't care what yardage you're playing, 59 is 59. 59. Yeah. I've heard people say, yeah, he's playing from the up tees. I right. don't care, dude. 59 <laughs> is what it is. So, but, yeah, Zach was on on fire. Um, Good for Zach. Six, in fact, I think he, uh, you know, 18 at long par, four with Thornblade back up the hill, uh, hit the flagstick. Did he last really? day, second shot. I mean, he was on. He was just on in his own. Yeah. Um. So good for him, and and uh. So he 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 did well. They had had a, again a great event. They do a great job up there. Um, Always. We rolled right from there, and Joe and I had the opportunity to go to Greenville Country Club, the Riverside Course, and took our Georgia team matches up there, which is our yeah. top eight juniors from our junior champ junior championship versus the top eight juniors from the Georgia State Golf Association's junior championship. Um. With a long history, I mean, it's a first. long history. Yeah, I think it's one of the longest international right. junior match play, matches in, in history. I yeah. mean, some great names on that trophy. Um, bunch of major champions. Bunch of major champions. The only one we don't have. The only only the only championship that we don't have that from participants in these matches is the is the Open, the Open Championship. Okay. We, we we've got somebody that's participated in these matches has won the U.S. Open, the Masters, and the PGA wow. at some point in time. Wow, pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, and you know, and the thing is, you know, it's not just the golf because we go up there and we play we play single matches on on Saturday morning and we played single matches on Sunday morning. But then it's the time around. We took them to the par three, the place called Threes yeah. up in Greenville. How about that? That was cool. That yeah. was really good. We took them up there on Friday evening. Uh, Charles Warren was our captain and, and was our host for for the whole weekend. He was great. <laughs> Which he's nicknamed a little general anyway, isn't right? He? I mean, he was awesome. He, yeah. he does such a good job. He's on our board now, and, and yeah. it's been a very it was a huge asset for us. And um, and then Saturday, you know, we get done with the matches on Saturday, and what do you do? Because you got some hours to kill before the dinner. So we took him to a, a a bowling entertainment facility up there. Nice. And um, ended up the bowling didn't work out like we hoped the wait was a little too long but we uh, everybody got some little cards and played video games we had a big time for a couple hours yeah. in there so it was fun <laughs> and a good a good group of boys um from both sides everybody very well mannered and, and very competitive we we were very fortunate to come out with the victory uh we were ten and a half to five and a half was the final that's a good one it was a good one you know we, we were leading five to three last year after the first round and we got beat okay well we were leading five and five to three after this round and we had to remind the boys that we got beat last right. year and they they did they came out firing and and played good and we had a great dinner um that evening we the, the dinner is now known as the williams lathrop okay. reception yeah uh, after after lane williams um, just recently passed recently passed long time uh tournament director for the georgia state golf association yeah, and good guy and still in celebration of hap lathrop who was yeah. a big part of that he's not gone yet um <laughs> And we were fortunate enough; we we were able to present the Georgia State Golf Foundation uh, check for ten thousand dollars in in honor of Lane Williams. Oh wow! And his scholarship that they started for him. So that was a uh, okay. something that was very very special and very very uh very very good to do for them. We appreciate we had had a good time doing that. I saw on social media where they put a empty card out there. There, yeah, that was cool. That was uh that was good, and uh, they did say you know. In this business, you're not going to make everybody happy all the time. So no. Lane has had a few people that through the years, 30-something 30, 30 years, probably aggravated. But I'm uh, sure, man. I'm sure we've got our own uh, list. You know we do. <laughs> I know I do. Um, but, yeah, so it was good. So that was a, 
that was a lot going on in those those 10 days frame there with events and um you know we just kind of roll right back into it like i said we we coming up after let's see we're doing this this episode will come out on on, on monday um yeah, of the state amateur of week. the state amateur week with mr hannon will be on there but and, you know until then we've got we still got the jimmy self to do this is going to be this weekend down at palmetto dunes uh nice the amateur which is going to be at debadu the the 5th through the 8th of august now yeah. listen to this a i'm just going to run real quick the 5th through the 8th of august we got the amateur at debadu the 9th that very next day we got the u.s senior am qualifier at Collington nicholas course the 10th through the 12th we got the beth daniel jr azalea happening in charleston the 12th we also have a u.s mid amateur happening at patriot the 14th and 15th we got the all-stars at seabrook island and carolina springs and the 16th we got the u.s mid am at catch club of lexington yes you, you did good to get one breath i tried man and that 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 gives then we got we got uh about six days off until we come back for that mid and four ball that we've already spoken about so the beauty of and, and most listeners probably won't think about it but you have to strategically plan where the tents are where the radios oh. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we've had to upgrade. You know, we, we've got more tents now and there. I yeah. think we're up to 24 radios that, that, oh, yeah. that get spread around. And But, yeah, you got to, you got to plan these things out because, I mean, literally we're pulling the trailer that we use for our tournament trailer. We're pulling it to Debadu, and then from there, Joe Quick comes in that weekend, and he's taking the trailer Charleston. straight from Debadu right down to Charleston so we yeah. can get everything set up from there. And It's a lot, man. It is a lot. It's a lot going on. But it's a good show, good product. So And it's fun. You know, we still have a good time. We, we put a good championship out there, but our – our staff has a good time doing it. We all enjoy doing what we do. Yeah. Um. You know, the a little this this weekend's going to be hot, some kind of hot, but that's uh again, it's August. It's supposed it's to be hot. Do. I won't say if you didn't catch everything Biff just reeled off, you can find it in the app. Yes, yeah, so my SCGA app. Uh, again, we'd love everybody to go out and download it. It's free. Android, Apple. Um, all the schedules coming up, the results you can get from there, all the news results that have come through. Um. You could post your handicap, which is, you know, how, how convenient is that? You just get it done, pull up, pop your MySCGA app, post your score, and then check out the results from wherever else is going on tournament-wise. So yep. it's been a very good very good tool for us. Yeah, if you don't have it yet, you can get it Apple, Android, wherever. Apple, Android, like I said, free of charge. We just want you to use it and have it. And so today, for the next portion, we have Mr. Vic Hannon. Yep, our president, um, reigning president, reigning president right now. He'll he'll uh, his his tenure ends in January coming up. But he's been he's helped us, gotten us through COVID, uh, been with us for a long time. He was our secretary for many years. Um, okay. Played a lot of our golf tournaments. Our senior champion one year, senior player of the year. I mean, he, yeah, he's great, man. He's been real good to us. And and I I tell you, you know, he served our he served our military, which is really you know it means a lot. And yeah. the, and the stories he's got from there and. Uh, the knowledge that he brings to the golf association has, has been very much appreciated. Yep, great guy, always good to me too. He's awesome, man. and he's active, man. That's he is. What I like about he Bill. stays busy. He, he's he's coming down for, you know, just to, on Sunday just to come down for the amateur to to, to be there for that final nine holes and, and, and presentations I, and, and, and yep. And I appreciate that. That's a long way to go to do something like that and turn around and go right back home. So yep, it's a good indication of his character. He's a good man. We're 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 very fortunate to have him leading leading the charge. All right, let's thank Palmetto Shop and just head on to Vic. Let's do it. The Palmetto Shop is proud to sponsor the Off the Huzzle podcast and the South Carolina Golf Association. We are your one-stop shop for all your screen print, embroidery, and promotional products needs. Our team will work with you from conception to completion. Low minimums to high volume, we can accommodate all your staff or team apparel, uniforms, and marketing needs. You can find us on Facebook as Palmetto Shop. 
the web at thepalmettoshop.com or call us at 803-252-5058. Have the pleasure of being joined today by Mr. Vic Hannon, the current SCGA president. How are you doing, Vic? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Thank you for being here. Uh, pleasure of having you sit down. You, I know I say it too much. Another living legend. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe he, in my own mind. No, no in my no, mind. Definitely deserve this one. President, my president, thank you for being here with us, sir. Thank you, Bill. So let's go way, way back. Way back. No, <laughs> just kidding. How did you get into golf? Well, I grew up in Greenville. Okay. I played Little League Baseball, Pony League Baseball, high school baseball and my good buddy from high school mike davis from greenville said let's go play golf and i said well i've never played he said look it's just like a baseball swing it's just tilted you bend (laughs) over and swing just like a baseball well that was almost right but uh that's how i got started i never played until i was like a junior in high school where do you remember the first place you played paris mountain country club oh yeah paris trainums were the pro up there and i think uh not delrid his uncle JP, JP, I believe it was. Yeah. Trainum. Yeah. yeah. I think they have gone back. It was changed, and that's back to Paris Mountain, I believe. Yeah, I think Isn't it's it? open back I up. So. But that's the first place I ever hit a golf ball. A that's real cool. Golf ball. That's cool. So, uh, growing up in Greenville, right. baseball player. Mm-hmm. You ended up in the Air Force. Well, I went to Erskine College, and back in, let's see, I graduated in 67, and that was when Vietnam was raging. Okay. The draft, they had announced another increase of another 200,000 troops going to Vietnam. And, uh, you know, your number was up. So I decided, the recruiter from Anderson came over and said, how'd you like to be a pilot? And I said, well, it sounds like fun to me. Yeah. I'd flown in one airplane in my life. Well, I took the Air Force qualifications test. And mostly it's mechanical part of it is what tells you whether you can be a pilot or not. So I took it, and I scored real well on it. He said, congratulations, you can be a pilot. Man. So I went, in the, I went to uh, San Antonio for three months, became a second lieutenant, went to Selma, Alabama for a year, became an Air Force-rated pilot, then I went to Vietnam. I went to C-130 training, and then I went to Vietnam. Okay. And then I came back for about six months. I went back to Vietnam again. Were you and flying then, over there? Oh, yes, C-130s. So I don't know off the top of my head like some of you guys do. Is that a fighter jet? No, it's a four-engine cargo plane that the Army jumps out of the back of. Wow. And we landed on uh, 5,000-foot dirt strips in the middle of the jungle and brought in troops and ammunition and cargo and whatever else they might need. Tell them how how you all clear the land when you're over there. You'd go in and drop a a, a splash bomb or something, and it would clear all the forest. um, They had a, a bomb called a daisy cutter. And uh, it was like a propane tank. It had a long boom on the end of front of it, and they drop it, and into the jungle, and it would explode, and it blew down all the trees in a circle, for about uh, two or three hundred yards. Yeah. And then they would go in, and we'd go in and drop a bulldozer in there, and a bunch of troops, and they would crank up the bulldozers and push the trees down and build a runway. Man. And about <laughs> a month later, we'd start landing in there, and they'd bring in guns and set up fire base camps for the 105 howitzers and. Wow. That kind of thing. So that's incredible. They, they were all over South Vietnam. That's Man, crazy. And you were how old at that, that time? Flying 22. That. I mean, that's that's different for a 22-year-old man. Yeah. To yeah. I know forward. some 22s. I don't want to be flying a plane. <laughs> Not right at all, man. <laughs> Not at, I would never trust a 22-year-old. But, so 
two tours in Vietnam? Yes. And then came back? and Came back, and then uh, I was stationed in Alabama, Montgomery, Alabama, and I flew, I flew for um, Air University, which is where all the generals go to school, and we ran shuttles to Washington three days a week. Really? Picked up all the dignitaries to come down, and the Secretary of the Air Force, Secretary of the Army, and I did have one treat. I got uh, diverted one time to St. Louis, Missouri, okay. on the way back from Washington. And they said, you can pick up a passenger. His plane broke, and they can't get him to the Air University. Well, I landed and picked him up. Had no idea who it was. He got on the airplane. We took off. And I asked my uh, steward, I said, who's the passenger? And he said, his last name's Teller. And I said, Teller? Well, it's Dr. Edward Teller, the father of the atomic bomb. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, what a, what a, and he was such a nice little man. Wow. Short guy. And really? He, he came up and after we landed back at Maxwell, came up and thanked us and said hello to us. That's and awesome. That was really a unique thing. Wow. Man. So that was there. And then I came back and uh, I got in the uh, Air National Guard here at McIntyre. Okay. And I flew with them for 10 years. And so, then I retired from, from that in 95. So that's how you ended up at Camden? Yeah, well, I ended up in Camden because I always, when I retired, I ended up at Camden. Okay. I lived on Sumter Highway um, near McIntyre gotcha, for gotcha. about 10 years. Okay, that makes sense. And then when I retired, I always wanted to live on a lake. Found a beautiful 400-acre lake about a mile from downtown Camden um, and um, built, built a home over there and retired. And Jane, my wife, was a school teacher. She retired, and we lived over there for 20, 21 years. Okay, see, that's, that's how I know Vic. Vic was Camden yep, to me. Yeah, I agree. Know, uh, that's my introduction. So, one more thing on the planes. Did you ever have any close calls? Did you ever go down? Any scary moments? No. I uh, got hit. We had lead plates on the bottom of all the airplanes under the seats and things. Uh, we got hit a couple of times. Did you? Uh, you know, but we had anti-explosive fuel tanks and that kind of thing. You know, the ground fire from the, the guys in the jungle when you come into land. Right. They would be out there in the bushes, you know. But uh, they suppressed them pretty well. We didn't. We didn't have too much problem with that. So you came into some hot LZs. Oh yeah. 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 Matter of fact, we were we were on the end of the runway, ready to take off one night, uh, one afternoon late, and they, they fired a, a 122 rocket into the base and went right across the top of our airplane and missed us. Wow. And we poured the coal to it and got out of Dodge. <laughs> <laughs> poured the coal to it. Man. Yeah. So, thank you for your service. Yeah. You're thank you. You're man. welcome. Uh, I enjoyed every minute of it. And the nickname Pork Chop came <laughs> in from there, or were we talking about the meat packing? No, it came. It, I had a I had about a five year stint where I was not in the Air Force and not in the military. I was flying in the Guard. Okay. And uh, I worked for Greenwood Packing Plant, and I sold beef and pork. Well, and, and when you're in the Air Force, you can't tell you can't say, "Hey, this is Vic" over the radio. You can't say you talk. So everybody had a nickname or a call sign. And because, I don't know who came up with it, but the squadron commander said, we're just going to call you pork chop. We had a lamb chop, a pork chop, a jet, a bullet, uh, just about anything you want to call them. Yeah. Uh, they, they came up with it, and everybody knew who they were when you were talking to them, but nobody else knew who it was. Was Bullet Bellinger? Yes. I knew him. Bellinger. I knew his son. Jet Jernigan. Yeah. Um, jet and Bullet were big over in uh, Saudi during Desert Storm. Yes. Yeah. They were on television. You know, our McIntyre fighters were over there right in the middle of it on the, on the strikes and desert storm wow so man yeah so the golf you, you got interested you joined the air force you playing golf in those days yeah i played when i you know when i could i right. played in you know i was in okinawa for 
almost a year, and I got to play there. Played in the Okinawa Open with a guy named Ching Ching Po, who I got to see in my early life at the Masters. And I remember him hitting the ball off of the dirt road on number 13 up in the edge of the woods, an access road. And he hit a five wood off of that dirt and didn't move a grain of dirt. Wow. But I got to play with him. Ching Ching Po. Man, that's too cool. So how long have you been going to the Masters? Long time? Well, I went in my early years in golf, and then when they, you know, Got so crowded and yeah. so much more fun to watch it on TV. I mean, I got to play it one time. Have you? Oh, uh, yes, played it one time, and that was just a treat beyond belief. Who'd you? Then I said, remember, but what's the situation? How'd you get to play? Well, uh, Jerry Beasley, um, who was a lobbyist in South Carolina State House, um, for the textile mills, textile association, I believe they call it. Anyhow, he knew a member. And that member invited Jerry down there, and I knew Jerry. His wife was the, the press agent, press secretary for the adjutant general in South Carolina, and I flew him around all over the place. And so she would go with him on these trips. And so I got to play with Jerry quite a bit at Forest Lake, and he called me one day and said, what are you doing next Friday? And I said, nothing, why? He said, want to go to Augusta? I, I said, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. You go so now. That's I go awesome. right now. So, yes, I got to go play one time. And it, Good for this you. was before they renovated. This was 84. And uh, it was a wonderful time. Man, so uh, I don't know if Biff knows this. And I might not put it the right way. You know who uh, Mr. Hannon's friends with? Uh, well, I'm sure he's friends with a lot of people. He is, but one of the best boxers in the world? No. Sugar Ray Leonard? I did not know that. <laughs> well, he's his friends, but yeah. he, his parents lived we're Jane and I are in a retirement community at Wildwood Downs now. Yep. And his parents lived two houses away from us. Oh, and really? I had no idea. And I was out on the on the on leaving in the car and I saw this person get out of the car and I said, Gosh, that person looks familiar. So I inquired and it was Sugar Ray Leonard. And, I'll be uh, darned. <laughs> he came down I matter of fact I've got a picture in my phone I I could show you that it is is he talking to us and uh he was just so gracious. He made pictures with everybody. He yeah. just very you said nice that. Individual. It's funny you say that because I just had to look it up. He, he just had a birthday. I, I remember seeing it on Sports oh, really? the other day. Happy hey, birthday huh. to Sugar he's about Ray Leonard. 65 now. <laughs> yeah, he's born in 56, so that math real quick. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was a good one back when I was a kid. Oh, I used to watch him. 95, yeah. yep. That's it. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. I, that's the small world type of thing there. It, it is. I yeah, learned it, is. it when I was working with Vic on something about for the neighborhood, and uh, I just I thought that was super interesting of all the people. He, he knew Sugar Ray Leonard. But, uh, <laughs> you know. So. I, Tried to get him to go play golf with me, but he would never. He was he was living in Las Vegas, and he'd come in for two days, and then he would take off and go back to Las Vegas. Right, so, right. Not, uh, nothing wrong with that if you can no, afford to do it. But he would spend. He'd come see his daddy. His, his, unfortunately, his dad passed away, and his mom moved back to uh, Maryland, where his, one of his sisters is a nurse. Okay. So they left about a year ago. But I think right now would be a great opportunity for our listeners. We're going to ask Vic this question. They need to listen. How do you play Camden Country Club? How do you score Camden Country Club? Well, you know, it's, it's funny you'd ask that. I played Camden when I was in college in the four ball. And then in the 70s, I was in the Air Force all over the place, so I missed out. But back when I was in college, Mr. Steve Duda was a pro over there. I think he was there for like 35 years. Okay. And um, I just asked him, I said, Mr. Duda, do you have any advice about playing Camden? And he said, yes. Do not ever hit the ball past the center of the green. 
He said, if the pin's in the back, hit it to the center. Huh. If you get above the hole on some of these holes, you'll be chipping from the fairway. And he was, he was so right. But that's what he told me. He said, it's not about, you know, that, but boy, I tell you, iron, iron distance control with your irons is so important over there. Yeah. Um, Have you that, been over there recently? I, I know the yes, new, they, new superintendent's they, in a great job. Yes, and uh, they, um, uh, they have, they renovated it, and they had some fairy ring problems. Got rid of that, and it's in wonderful condition right now. Yeah, that's so why I, I keep here. Going back over to play it here pretty soon. Good. Yeah. No matter, I always walk away shaking my head. You know, it just gets me. Well, you know, I got I got to see Mr. I didn't get to meet him, Mr. Gene Sarenson, when I was in college. He come he used to come down and stay in uh, in the cottages up there at Springdale Hall. Yeah. And play golf for two weeks, and then he'd go back wherever he was, New Jersey or wherever. Huh. But uh, I got to see him down there, and uh, the photographs in the clubhouse are phenomenal. Yeah. You know, Mangrum and uh, uh, Sam Sneed, all these people used to come to Camden like they used to go to Palmetto yep. and play a little pro am, and there was as much money here as there was in Augusta. Right. We we did a we did a U.S. Senior Open qualifier there one year, and I think. I think the low score is like 72 or 73. It's golf firm. It was fast. It was hard. Mm-hmm. And there's another group coming in behind us for a, a championship of sorts like mm-hmm. two or three days later. And I called him. I said, listen, just be careful because these greens are really firm and fast. He's, oh, I'll, I'll just put everything in the center of the green. I said, oh, no, 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 no. That's the last thing you want to do at Camden is put everything <laughs> in the center of the green. you got to find your spots at Camden. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, back in the uh, – before the 300-yard drives right. and before the 150-yard pitching wedge shots, Camden was a real challenge because, you know, a drive 250, 270 was about as large as anybody could hit it. Yep. And a, 150 yards with a 7 or an 8 iron. And now they're hitting pitching wedges where they can hit high and stop on those greens. So it's lost some of its its advantage over the, over the golfers. I mean, the last year, a kid shot 59 over there on his own ball wow. and they shot 52 or 55 best ball wow in the, in the qualifying but they didn't win the four ball the other team won them and beat them in the finals yeah but uh yeah that's, how, that's match play man yeah yeah <laughs> but it's a wonderful place let me ask you this Vic. with i, I know you, you lost a lot of competitive time because of your service in the air force mm-hmm. and what have you and and you know, I, I've gone through. I went through and tried to find some of your your championships with the South Carolina Golf Association. I got a lot in there, but a lot of them are seniors. Did did, did I miss something in the, like maybe the mid am time frame? Or I know again, I know you were serving our country, so you didn't get a chance to play in a lot of no, it. No, I, I didn't play a lot. Um, I played in the '82 amateur at Chanticleer. With uh, played in the last group with Dillard and uh, David Dupre. Yep. And uh, I shot like 75. It felt like I shot 100. They shot 66 <laughs> and 68. But that's it good was, company. Uh, yes. It was very good company. Uh, but uh, the, I think the first time that I really won anything was 94. She, Chris Winchip and I won the South Carolina four ball right. at Wildwood. Yep. And that was about the first time I really got back into competitively playing. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. It's Chris Winchip. His parents live across the street from me. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. He, he was around when I first moved to Columbia yeah. 2000, but I haven't yeah. seen him since. But. Well, you went on for a spectacular senior career. I mean, <laughs> you, 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 you won the 2000 senior better ball, I think, with Stringer probably. A lot of these, were, I think, were Stringer. And then the senior four ball, you won it three times. I had you at 01, 03, and 06. That's correct. And then I think you know the, your, your glory year, your glory championship, as far as a senior maybe, at least with the South Carolina Golf Association, you won the 2002 senior championship. Correct. Which uh, is 
pretty spectacular. I mean, that's that's a, that's where'd, a lot of trophies. Where'd you win that? At the Legend in Myrtle Beach. Okay, that's when we were there for that yeah. run. I'll have to tell you a, a funny story. The, the year before, uh, Woody Green won it. I remember that. And um, our Pendergrass was yes. making the presentation, and the trophy was sitting over on the side. And Pendergrass said to me. Vic, how about get that trophy? That's about as close as you're going to get to. Oh, that's oh. a Pendergrass <laughs> statement. <laughs> I've ever heard one. Yeah. Man. And so that kind of fired me up. I won it the next year. Good and for so you. When I got Good it, for I said, you. Do you remember what you said last year? Awesome. Good for you. <laughs> Boy, it, it didn't get hot at the Legends during those senior championships, did it? No, it was just brutal. <laughs> That was brutal. Those were some yeah. long days. Those are some of the days as an official you'd sit back in the woods and just yeah. feel like you're Melt. melting. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I, the other thing, I, I won the, the Carolinas senior am yep. in 94 on the Carolinas senior four ball with Jim Patty they qualified for the U.S. senior am uh, and won the uh, um, trying to think of the the invitational down at uh, Charleston at uh, Yamaha Hall oh, oh Yamaha the Yamaha yes the, I, I remember so I had a 94 was a pretty good year good yeah. for you and since then it's been downhill <laughs> no it's not <laughs> Well, it's. I mean, it's been fun to watch. I, I've I've been watching you ever since I started being part of the golf association, and you've been on our board. Uh, you were on, you were a secretary of our board for ten years. For, for ten, ten years, years after Mr. Wilson passed, yes, I believe yes. you took I, that over. I was on the board. I think I got. I was on the board in two uh, thousand and four, I believe, and then I was on there, and then I took over the secretary in two thousand eight, I believe. Yes. Sir. And I was secretary until just recently. Just recently. Yes. And runs through the gamut. You know, you, when you when you come off that, you come up as treasurer and then vice president. And then right, we're in our second year of presidency. And Mr. he had the fortune of uh, the COVID, ta- yeah. taking on the presidency the same year COVID started. Yeah, it's so. a tough yeah. time. It's been a challenge. But I tell you, our staff has just been wonderful. Um, Biff and I talked weekly, sometimes more than that. Yeah. Um, but um, the operation kept going. And. Everybody got to play golf, and well, that's what it's all that's about. That's right. We had a lot of support behind us from the entire board, and Mr. Mr. Hannah's leadership was was wonderful. Um, one other thing I wanted to bring up real quick too, uh, just so you just give you some time, uh, the Scott Hannon Foundation. Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, Jane and I lost our son Scott um, in 1991 in a car accident, and uh, he was he played junior golf. He was on the Carolinas, uh, South Carolina Georgia matches with David Dar- Robert Dargan rather yep. and uh, he and we won the father-son two times yes you did and we're defending champions the year that he he passed away but um, after about a year and a half we well that same year we had a small tournament of friends at the beach and we called it the beach buddies and then it just developed and got bigger and bigger and bigger and then after about five years we decided well we're raising money why don't we do something with it so we formed a foundation and uh, our main support is Edward Children's Home. We give money for scholarships yeah. for Edward Children's Home. And then, uh, it, you know, it, different, different. Uh, we did a um, bereavement camp for the Children's Hospital for the cancer kids. Wow. Where they lose a brother or a sister and they find out that they're not the only ones in the world that ever lost a brother or a sibling or whatever. We, we supported that. And then um, about uh, eight years ago, we entered an agreement with Clemson University. And Mr. Um, uh, Jim built the cliffs. I can't think of his last name. Oh, Jim. Um, Anyhow, uh, we entered an agreement. He gave land to Clemson University uh, with a 90-foot waterfall on it. It's like 50 or 60 acres. Right. And we entered an agreement with them, and we built two 40-bed 
cabins for kids. And then, um, so we pay, we raised the money and paid for those completely. And then Clemson went with us just recently and we finished a multi-purpose building which they can feed 200 kids at a time. So oh, wow. they can operate year round. Wow. Uh, these cabins are air conditioned, um, tile floors, uh, wood paneling in the inside, not cheap paneling, real hard to find. Sure, paneling. yeah. Uh, first class cabins and they have a, um, a uh, counselor room in the back. And uh, so it's, it's been a real treat to do something positive out of something that was tragic yeah. that's that's incredible that's just an awesome awesome story which i've done and which i've made happen and, and, and how you're affecting other kids yeah. lives from, right. from 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 like you said yeah. a terrible situation yeah. we were we were talking before you came back in here and we were talking about the scott Hannon memorial tournament and i said man that logo i've just seen that logo so many times yeah. on shirts balls flags i mean all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. so kudos that yeah. is yeah that's great. The, man, the man's Mr. Jim Anthony. I need to give him okay. credit okay. because he gave us, he gave Clemson the land with the agreement that he would, they would let us build the camp, man. and call it Camp Hannon, and it's called Camp Hannon. That's, That's cool. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Very nice. Do uh, let's let's change subjects here and take it down a notch and go to Bob Stringer. <laughs> your boy, Bob Stringerling. Yeah. Yeah. How long? How did you get to know Bob? Just through golf. Playing in the Columbia City Amateurs, the first time I played with him. Okay. Uh, and uh, he was, he's exactly, a, well, almost a year to the day. He's 362 days older than I am. Okay. And once he became, you know, this, when you're not 55, from 50 to 55, I used to tell Hap, this is no man's land. Right. You're too young to play with the old guys, and you're too old to play with the young guys. Yep. So yep. you had to try to find some place to play. Well, I was playing in City Amateur at... Uh, Columbia and Bob was down there and I was talking to him on the putting green and I said you're a senior now aren't you and I said yeah and I said well wait on me because I'll be a senior next year and we'll play in these four balls together and that's really how it started huh he's a he's a great guy he's a character I've never seen Bob Stringer I can't remember where we were it was raining as you can imagine and he had these dishwasher gloves oh, yeah they are green dishwasher gloves that came up almost to his elbow and he played golf in those dishwasher gloves and if I've you, never it's, heard it's that. brilliant if you think about it it doesn't look good but it, the club will not slip in those things <laughs> yeah, that's right got those nubbies on the fingers yep, yeah yep, Man, i never thought about that yeah but we we played together for a long long time he's probably the steadiest uh well definitely senior he's won the super senior yeah. he's won the senior he's won the city city matter of fact hap wanted to to make me an award uh, at the conv- at the uh, annual meeting one time as picker of the year. The picker of the year. Because I picked so many people <laughs> oh. to win tournaments with. Did you I really? Said, well, I helped a little bit. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, That's what great. I like about Bob, though, Bob, I can't remember where it was, and the golf course wasn't in good condition. And a lot of people were complaining, you know. And Bob, maybe I was working at a golf shop, and he'd come in the golf shop. At, I was at Columbia, and he'd right. played at a tournament somewhere that wasn't very good. And I asked him, I said, I was like, you know, a lot of people complain. He goes, it doesn't matter. We're all got to play it. And his attitude, and, so and I love that attitude. That's so he, true. He wasn't going to badmouth no. anywhere, so you know. He's a good one. Yeah. He uh, finicky, but. You, 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 I know you, you still play with Bob along with some other characters that, that were around oh, the yeah. town that, that people might know the names of. Some Norman Flynn. Norman Flynn. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who else? You, who else you teed up with every once in a while? Well, I play with Bucky Grice and Lee Jordan, Doctor Lee Jordan. Yeah, still works here in Columbia a couple of days a week, and we we have kind of a weekly get together. And uh, 
little fun match. We don't play for a lot, but it's a lot of harassment going on. That's great. Makes it fun. Yeah. I've, I've actually called Vic before, and he's in the middle of playing. He's been nice enough to take my phone call, and I can I can, <laughs> I can hear him giving each other grief behind during, oh, yeah. during the phone conversation. Well, I remember Grice and Jordan. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. So, um, you at Wildwood now? I'm at Windermere now. Oh, okay. Play at Windermere. Nice. I read, and you know, I only play once a week, and I'm generally that was a, a place I could play and join. It was. Yeah. I, we don't go to the you know dinners and all that anymore. I don't. Right. You know, my wife doesn't, and so it's just a golf thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Of course, I still go to Ed Reciprocal, still play at Camden, uh, and and play you know in, around in different things. The the no tea time at Camden, still no tea times, right? No, only time they have tea times is when they have the four ball practice round for the four ball, or um, if they have the member guest. And you have to make a tea time for that. But. And during your time there, never really issues. Everybody just kind of knew it and got along with it. Everybody got along with it. Yeah, that's old school. When that's I, old school. When I first moved to Columbia, and we had a reciprocal with Camden. That was mm-hmm. the only one we had at the time at Columbia Country Club. And it, I'd call to send a force. And he's like, yeah, just tell him to come over about 10. And it just blew my mind that there were no <laughs> yeah. tea times. Yeah, I could call over there right now and say, Wayne, I want to play over there. Or Matt McCauley, yeah. play over there Thursday. He said, what time do you want to play? And I said, 10. He said, okay. Yeah. You know, they have, they have a group that plays every day, you know, like every club does. But they usually tee off 9 o'clock, and they're old guys. They want to go home and get to take a nap. Right. So, <laughs> so they're usually gone by 12 o'clock, and you go over there, and this golf course is wide open. Yeah. So would you put Augusta National as the best golf course you ever played? Probably, yes. I mean, how do you top yeah, that? No I, I know. I the, question know. Is, the question is, would be the second would be the second best golf course you ever yeah. played? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is the second best golf course you ever played? Probably Long Cove. Yeah, nice. I was just there. Yeah, not long ago. Still, yeah. it's still hard, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. That got one green that sits out in the middle of the river or yep. lake or something. Yep. Long part. Fourteen, four. fourteen. I think 14, it is. I think yep. it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, speaking of Long Cove, you know, I, I played in the very first Palmetto Cup. Did you? Yes. I, I got your picture on my wall. Yes, you do. How? And uh, we played Karen uh, Faree, which her name was Karen. Before she was Wait, married. Karen played in it? No, Karen was the pro. Karen was okay, the pro, right. Yeah. And that was the very first ever Palmetto Cup. And I remember that. We had, it was there, it lived there for a series of yeah, years. Several uh, years, yeah. yeah. And then we started yeah. moving around moving a little around. bit. And now we've been at the reserve, actually. Oh, that was, that was a couple. real treat. But as far as, well, you know, and, and Chanticleer is another one. It's just a phenomenal right. golf course. Yep. As I got older and couldn't hit the ball as high, I don't like Chanticleer as much as I used to. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's a big part of it. You know, they just did a uh, they just did a renovation at the Muni down there mm-hmm. in Charleston, and I think one of the things that you know it it's, it requires you to hit, hit, get a little elevation on your mm-hmm. second shots, and I think it's mm-hmm. going I think it's going to pose a problem for some guys. I mean, because mm-hmm. like you said, you need you need you need a little more little run up space when you know the yeah. older you get, and you know we do our super senior championship, which is sixty five and older. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's hard sometimes to find the right distance for everybody to play from because you got some 65-year-olds who can still pound it like a yeah. Johnny Dennis. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, you got some guys that just still can't get it out there. And so, you know, we do it at Florence. And, of course, the first first hole right out the gate at Florence is that, that Tough. up the hill. Yeah. It's hard to get to the fairway sometimes. Right. From, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> and then you take it down to the ladies' seat, you're at the bottom of the hill, hitting straight back hit up. The so. You can't, still can't yeah. get over the hill. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, but you, you, you've participated in that event with us, the Harry Wilson Super Senior. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's been a you, – you, you, you've had your time with the Golf Association for sure. Yes. Any hole-in-ones? Seven. Wow. Just a seven. Just seven. <laughs> Made three at Wildwood. 
I made one I, during the stint when I was in that no man's land. I tried to qualify for the senior PGA Tour, and I went to a place in Florida called uh, Marsh Creek, okay. St. Augustine. I had to qualify there, and I made a hole-in-one in the qualifying tournament, and they bronzed the scorecard. I've got a plaque with really? it. Really? Bronzed the scorecard. Um, I didn't make it through the qualifying. I shot even par for the tournament, and that didn't get it, you know. Right. But there was 350 people playing in it, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was that was the fun so. one. Seven, yeah. I mean, any, I think I, I have two, and I'm proud of that. I have, I have, I have <laughs> zero. I, I don't have. I made one. one oh, six months ago at Wind, in Windermere. Did you really? Yeah, on number three. Did you send your certificate into the golf association so we could get you a, a, a hole in one certificate? Got win a car or anything? No. Oh, okay. it's golf association. Yes, yes, we'll, I'll do that. We'll get you something. <laughs> okay. No, that's great. That really is. I mean, Thank that's you. an accomplishment. I, like I said, I've been playing for however many years. I have, I have zero. Now I have seen. In my officiating do- days, I've probably seen 20, mm-hmm. and and probably out of those 20, uh, probably 15 of them were the luckiest shots in the world. The other five <laughs> were, were really good <laughs> shots. <laughs> yeah, man. How about uh, do you any fond memories of SDGA tournaments and grinding it out or? Well, funny? not so much that, but I, my fond memories are the Palmetto Cup, the. Uh, um, uh, the Trescott matches. Yeah. The and, and I I won the first Lathrop match. The Lathrop Cup. Yeah, Lathrop yep. Cup. So yeah, excuse me. As, as at Windermere too, wasn't it? No, uh, it was at Camden. It was at Camden. It was at Camden. And then You're we right. played it at uh, right. Woodside Plantation. The ne- not the next year, but the third year. And uh, Stringer and uh, uh, I went on the team, and we won it over there. I bet if we did better and more research. We'd find some other first. I mean, it's first Palmetto Cup team, first yeah. half Lathrop Cup champion. Well, you know, the, the funny thing about that Lathrop Cup team, for everybody who doesn't know, the, the Lathrop Cup was uh, it, it, it's it's an event that's that honors Hap Lathrop, and, and it's the senior version of our <coughs> Trescott, so the, the aggregate score of all three players. And mm-hmm. But I have to remember, I have to remind people all the time that it is not a memorial tournament. <laughs> yeah. it, is, it is a, well, a, a Hap celebration. Hap made that very clear the first year. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> That is too But, funny. you know, that, that's something that in the years on the board, I had to push Hap a little bit um, to start doing some more senior things, start doing a senior, super senior. I said, Hap, look around. Your mid-ams, there's nobody playing in them because these kids are working. The people that are going to support your association or our association are the older guys. And now we've got a you know super senior, super senior four ball, oh, yeah. all those things, and and they're very, and we even did the forty plus. Yeah. Uh, we talked about that, and the forty pluses were not doing well, so we let seniors play in it. If you're a senior, you're obviously over forty. Yeah. So that you know participation went up in that. So. Well, and now we're getting pushed. You know, you, you keep getting pushed and pushed, and now we we got we got a we got the super senior, then we got the legends, and and you know next thing we, we get asked to do eighty and over, and at some point well, in time the competitive. Well, I, I like to do a pitch for that. We could call it the last chance. And the last chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds that just sounds wrong. <laughs> well, it does, but <laughs> we all know what it means. I know. I That's know. great. That's funny. So, uh, as a board member, mm-hmm. do you find it? Is it easy to – when you go to a golf tournament and you're playing, do you do you still just Vic Hannon playing golf or are you, are you Vic Hannon president? You know what I mean? Looking around and observing. Well, even when I was on the board before I was president, I was looking around because yeah. we wanted to have the best tournaments we could have. Some of the things we needed to do, some of the things we didn't need to do, those kind of things. And we, we talked about those. And I can tell you the quality of the tournaments 
has come up, especially our state am, our junior. Yeah. You know, those, those things mean a lot to people, and, and they want to play in the tournaments. And I think now we're, our juniors are getting so overcrowded, we're going to have to do qualifiers, yeah. which is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, we're getting the future of golf back, and the mid-am guys will start playing when they're seniors more because mm-hmm. they'll have more time and they retire. And, uh, you know, so I think we're doing the right thing. No yeah, and I, you know, you talk about the, those 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 levels of, of people playing the juniors, and you know, what I'm seeing with the mid am, you know, we, we made a switch five six years ago for a mid am, we we pulled it back down to 25 years of age, okay, um, mm-hmm. because that matched up with what the USGA has always done, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and and some other associations, we all agreed and we all did it collectively together, um, but that's helped our mid am events, you know, the, those those kids, you talk about the no man's land between you know 50 and 55, those kids that are between you know, 23 to 30, if they're not top amateurs, they, they really couldn't compete in a whole lot. So that, that made a big help for us sure. and, and, has, and has continued on yeah. helping those numbers. Well, I think it's important, especially in the junior golf area, and y'all are doing a great job in that, is, you know, we've got, we got so many really good juniors now, and they fill up the tournaments. Well, the little kids that are, aren't quite as good will certainly lose interest. You can play golf the rest of your life. Yep. You can't yep. play football and basketball unless you're in the pros hard to find a game of football when you're 40 years old yep. so businesses you know all that works around golf so giving the kids that aren't top-notch junior players a place to play and a, and a desire to play is very important in promotion of junior golf and, and building the game and I think we're, we're you know I think our, our program or groups is starting to we know we've known that we're starting to do something about it now we've got this Jackie Sewell event that's gonna be coming mm-hmm. up in October and that's just for 10 to 15 year olds um, and Hoping that you know the, these gives these kids something else to get in because if I will say this in the junior world now, now and you saw it and and with the with the point rankings as as a necessary yeah. evil I think yeah um if if you get started late like at fourteen or fifteen it's hard to get your foot in the door to get to play anything mm-hmm. you have to earn that yeah you don't have any uh, history right to get you in mm-hmm. yeah you're you got to go out and win something quick you got to yeah. play good yeah. quick yeah. 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 It's but they they have a lot of opportunities now. They do have no doubt about much it. Much more than we we did growing up. Oh yeah. So what you got coming up? Anything scheduled in the tournament wise? Anything? No, on not really. Okay. I'm, I'm about tournamented out. I hear you. We do have a special trip tomorrow as we speak oh, today. Yeah. Oh we, yeah. We're, we're going to play uh, Chuck Green's Quixote Club in Sumter, South Carolina. So we're excited about that. It'll be be fun to get out there. I get to watch Mr. Hand beat it around that golf course. Teach you a thing or two. Hey, he teaches me something every time <laughs> we get together. When's the last time you played Sunset? When it was sunset, oh gosh, probably four years ago. Okay, before, you know, yeah. it was still it was still active, uh, um, and I went over there a couple of times and played. We had a reciprocal with Camden. Okay, and uh, and went over and played a couple of times, but uh, it was, I think we had some, we had some tournament over there, senior tournament I don't of know some kind, I think. But anyhow, I played it, you know, just just to go play it a couple of times. Yeah. But it's been four or five years ago. Joe Quick and I went and played one time, and. Uh, pulled my approach shot on i guess 18 and hit the cart path and it bounced off the cart path into the big window right there at the dining room and <laughs> let everybody know i hit the window Dude, you didn't I, break the no it didn't break but the ball landed a foot so i had to do the walk of shame up there oh, and get my Lord. ball and that's terrible. oh man so, those are tough yeah you ever had to do any walk of shames <laughs> matter of fact i did what'd you do oh my god this goes back when i first started playing golf okay this is a hat story now Good, good. Okay. I was at Erskine. Erskine had had a golf team for two years, three years. We went down to Hampton, South Carolina, 
Yeah. And back then, they didn't have stroke play tournaments. Everything was match play okay. until the South Carolina Intercollegiate Tournament. It played in Hampton, South Carolina, a little nine-hole course. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a dentist in, in Hampton named Dr. Carroll. He graduated from Erskine, and he heard we were coming. He was so proud, and he went in there, and we, we got there to play a practice round. He said, come here, I want, to, I want to introduce you to somebody. I got you a caddy, and he is jam up. His name is Hap. <laughs> Hap was 17, 1966, and Hap caddied for me for two days. It cost, him, cost me $5 a day. Yeah. He put his money in a slot machine. He never got to take it home. So he spent it in the clubhouse. They used to have slot machines. Yeah. But anyhow, we're playing along, and I'm in no, in no man's land. I'm leading the tournament after 16 holes by about three shots. Nice. Get to 17, a little par threes, about 90 yards. I get up on the tee. I hit my first ball. It's like, it was the first island green I ever seen. Hit the, from, hit the bank, went back in the water. Teed it up again hit the bank, went back in the water. The next one knocked over the green, chipped it up, I made nine, Okay. and had to walk around that lake. <laughs> and I birdied 18 and finished second. Oh, mm. wow. How, so, did, did, was, it, was it the caddy's fault? I, I didn't see Hap for 20 years. I guess he, <laughs> no, it wasn't Hap's fault, no. But it was a walk of shame, I assure you. When was the next time you saw Hap after that? Like, was it really 20 years? Probably, well, I went in the Air Force, um, and then I was gone for 10 years. Probably when I started playing in tournaments, it was probably in the mid-'80s. I mean, it's not like you all walked away that day, friends, and kept no, in no, touch. No, but, but, no, but when I started playing in tournaments, yeah. Hap had gotten the executive directorship in that time, and I didn't know that. Right. I wasn't in South Carolina. I was right. all over the place. But uh, I guess but we've been good friends since then, yeah. I assure you that. That's, did you know that? Yeah, yeah, I had okay. heard that. It, well, it, 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 and Vic, and Vic was, you know, with, with Dad caddying for him. And I've heard so many variations of Dad caddying for people, or or or, or somebody caddying for Dad, and particularly around Hampton Country Club. Yeah. Well, I, Hap did tell me this. He said, "I'll tell you this, Vic." He said, "You and Norman Flynn are the only people that ever paid me." <laughs> Because the rest of them skipped him. <laughs> and it doesn't surprise me putting that slot machine in that clubhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Mr. Causey was in there, and uh, Buddy Pulaski, and you know that was the old Hampton. You know that, the, the the cornerstone names of the South Carolina Golf Association from right there in the Hampton, Absolutely. South Carolina area. With the Bob Causey Cups, the state amateur trophy, is it right? Not? Yep. yep. Yeah. Sure is. Yep. Man. Yeah, that's that's true. I never but that knew. was that was that's probably the only real walk of shame, and I was just you know you just you're absolutely numb, yeah. brain dead, sure, and uh, you know to make nine on a ninety yard hole, but the high record was thirteen. Somebody made thirteen. <laughs> that, that made me feel a little better. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, Mr. Hannon, thank you so much oh, you're for joining us and serving the country, serving the golf association and the board capacity as you've done so many years, and. Uh, and, and from my point, I've enjoyed our, our time together. I'm sorry it hasn't been the, a normal presidency for, right. for us, but I think between the both of us and, and our staffs and our support of our board, I think we, we've, we've come through things pretty well, and, and thank you for all your help and guidance on, during this time. Well, thank you for the opportunity, guys. I really do appreciate it. Well, thank you, and enjoy Quixote tomorrow. Quixote. I will, I assure you. I know you will. Thank, thank you, you, sir. Okay.
The Palmetto Shop is your one-stop shop for all of your logoed apparel, promotional, and marketing needs. Offering full-service embroidery and screen printing for business, athletic teams, and personal needs, along with a variety of gift options with our trademarked Palmetto Tree and Moon. You can find us on Facebook as Palmetto Shop, the web at thepalmettoshop.com, or call us at 803-252-5058.